Welcome to Nathan's School of Thought. I'm Nathan Walker, Global Performance Coach, here to share principles gleaned from decades of teaching, training, and coaching on four continents. Whether you're a senior executive, salesperson, new parent, military leader, artist, musician, head of a nonprofit, or a student, it doesn't matter who you are, only who you can become. Join me each week to have your brain flipped upside down as we move together toward a happier, healthier, and much more productive life. Hello, my friends. When I was a kid, I was fascinated with geology, and I was fascinated with volcanoes. Now, half of my fascinations with anything geological came from episodes of Gilligan's Island, right? We all saw volcanoes and earthquakes, and we knew that at some point we were going to be caught in quicksand. I've never seen a volcano. I've only been in a mild earthquake, and I've never been caught in quicksand. But at the time, I was obsessed with this stuff. And somebody told me you could make a volcano out of clay. So I built a thing out of clay that was probably six inches tall and looked a lot like Mount Fuji. And I had it on a piece of cardboard wrapped in tinfoil. And then you'd put in some vinegar and a little bit of baking soda. Lo and behold, a volcano. No flame, but you get this foamy stuff that would bubble up out of the top and roll down the sides. It was all very exciting. Now, I was riding on the bus home with some friends, and I, it, this may have happened when I was young enough. I had a couple of uncles that were fairly close to my own age. It seems like maybe I was young enough that one of them was still on the same bus. They might have been in junior high, and I might have been in grade school. We were on the same bus home, and I was sitting with one of them, and I was so excited to show them my school volcano project, because it was really cool. And we were almost in the back of the bus, but I, but I was carrying my tinfoil-covered piece of cardboard with the volcano on top, and I still had in a bag some volcano-y stuff. I had the vinegar and the, and the baking soda. So I built a volcano on the bus. Poured in some vinegar, poured in some baking soda. That thing erupted and it poured foam all down the sides and it was all very exciting. And the liquid rolled up to the front of the bus. You know how the buses, the school buses have those little grooves and the rubbery stuff on the floor. And it made all the way up those grooves to where the bus driver is sitting. Do you know the look that the bus drivers give in a mirror? We got the look. What's going on back there? And my uncle said, it's just Nathan making a volcano. Like that's going to help. Which resulted in more of this from the bus driver. Trying to make sure that nobody was going to die and it wasn't an actual volcano and it wasn't going to ruin the bus by having this junk in there. Anyway, that was my volcano story. It turned out quite a bit bigger and more far-reaching than I had expected it to. I thought it was just something we would look at in the seat. He made it all the way to the front of the bus and got the bus driver involved. And, you know, that was the beginning of my life of crime. Sometimes in life, we do this. No, not sometimes. Often we do this. We make a volcano that goes much further than we expected to and involves more people than we expected it to involve. Many of you have heard the saying, don't make a mountain out of a molehill. But we do it. 
all the time. I don't think there's a single person I've worked with, whether in training or coaching, who hasn't done this. Some do it quite often. Others do it less often, but it still comes up. We're very good at making a mountain out of a molehill, whether it be a positive or a negative one. Usually, it's negative. Sometimes we've had experiences that make us a little bit hypersensitive, some even to the point of PTSD, about things that have happened in our life that were difficult to handle. And we walk around with this perpetual uh, radar for that thing going off all the time. It's scanning the horizon all the time for the little blip that will indicate that thing that we're afraid of or that thing we can't deal with again or that thing we never want to be reminded of is approaching on the horizon. We're watching for that all the time. When it does, we immediately turn that molehill. Do you know what a molehill is? It's the little raised areas of the ground that moles make as they burrow through the lawn. Sometimes we make those little molehills into mountains. Our little volcano in the bus seat becomes liquid running down the floor to the front of the bus and everybody wondering what's going on. People look at our mountain that we've just made out of a molehill and think, what in the world is his problem or her problem? What's got into them? All I said was, when we make a mountain out of a molehill, we are blowing something out of proportion. We really are making something bigger than it should be and making it reach further than it should reach and involve more people than it should involve. The only person who can prevent that from happening is you. Saying to your spouse, your friend, your boss, your whomever, you can't talk to me like that. You can't bring that up. Don't de- you, you're always saying that. You're always bringing that up. You always make me feel bad. Well, that's false. They didn't make you feel that way. This is your molehill. You turned it into a mountain. All of your protestations don't make any difference in the fact that you're the only one who can make the mountain out of it. They can't. Now, that doesn't sound fair. What if these things really are so traumatic and so difficult that it, it comes up every time that topic is even approached and those feelings well up again and you just want to lash out or you want to protect, protect yourself or you want to curl up and, and hide in a corner? What if those feelings are real? Yeah, they are real. So I'm telling you how to get rid of them. You're the only one that can make what is now a molehill into a mountain. And you're the only one that can make your mountain into a molehill. The only one. Not anybody else. So here's what you need to do to make sure you can tell the difference between a mountain and a molehill. Molehill? Molehill. And deal with it the right way. First of all, number one. Identify your mountains. Now, I've been talking with some people in the last couple of weeks who've been really, really struggling because everything feels like a mountain. This may happen based on experiences. It may happen on, based on how tired you are. There's a number of things that can influence it. If you find yourself reacting to others in a way that's more extreme than it should be, or feeling like everybody's coming after you or attacking you in some way, or feeling like everything is just too much to handle, those are mountains. Identify what your mountains are. 
What are the words, the phrases, the situations, the physical conditions, the environment, the amount of sleep that makes you feel like something is a mountain? That's number one. Number two, determine whether this thing should be a mountain or a molehill. Now, 80% of the time, it should be a molehill, and you're treating it as a mountain. You get to identify which one it should be. Now, if this is a current issue, if you are currently being mistreated in some way, or you're currently going through something that's just tremendously difficult, that might be a mountain. But if it's not a current problem, it's a molehill. Whether or not it was difficult at the time, and regardless of the size of the challenge when it occurred, if it's not currently happening, it should be a molehill. It's a, it's a molehill that might have once been a mountain, but you can learn from it and turn it back into a molehill. Number three, determine which you would like this thing to be. Would you like it to be a mountain? Are you currently trying to accomplish something grand and you want this little thing to turn into a very big successful thing? Great. Then you're trying to make a molehill into a mountain and that's probably a separate conversation. Most of the time, it's the other way around. You get to decide whether you would like these challenges to remain mountains or become molehills. Now that sounds silly. Why would anybody want it to remain a mountain? Ah, because sometimes people like to wallow in self-pity or to marinate in misery, to let the anger build in them deliberately. Why? So they can blame somebody else. The most difficult thing by far in turning a mountain into a molehill is being willing to let yourself be responsible for the outcome. When you can't blame somebody else, that's a little bit more challenging because that means that you have to change something. We see entire segments of society now being ginned up into this foaming, seething mass of anger because they can blame somebody else for their troubles, blame somebody else for their lack of accomplishment, blame somebody else for their continual depression, blame somebody else for their anger and fear. As soon as you assume the responsibility for that and are prevented by yourself from blaming somebody else, you get to turn that mountain into a molehill it becomes a mountain that we summited and overcame, not something that's continually in our path and stopping us from becoming what we wish to become. Decide what you want it to be. And then number four, respond as though. So here's what I mean. When somebody says something to you that reminds you of one of your mountains and makes you immediately angry or fearful or vindictive or want to lash out or spew, you know, vitriol, that's an actual word, spew, spew vitriol over the, all over the room, you can decide if that's going to be your response. You can respond as though it's a mountain, or you can respond as though it's a molehill. How do you do that? Space. There's always a space that you can create between stimulus and response, between somebody saying or doing something and you responding as though it is a mountain or a molehill. That space is your best friend. 
Delay your response by a half a second. Delay it by two seconds if you can pull it off. Delay it by a millisecond. I don't care. Just delay your response. Take just enough time to get a breath and think, is this an actual mountain or is it a molehill? Is this an actual volcano or is it a little bit of clay that I turned into one? Is this actual lava or is it just a combination of vinegar, water, and baking soda running down the row in the bus? You get to choose that. Your mountains and your molehills are of your own making. I know you want to say it's somebody else's fault, but you get to choose. This is your choice, your opportunity. Now let me tell you. The mountains that you turn into molehills, the big challenges that you turn into great um, lessons in having overcome something, those will serve you. Those will make you more powerful. The little molehills, the little negative molehills that you turn into mountains will just ruin you. You'll be miserable all the time. You'll be unhealthy physically, emotionally, and mentally. Don't do that. Now, of course, this is all much easier to do if you have some help. If I can help you, go to natewalkercoaching.com, go to the contacts area, and send me a comment. Or take the habit finder assessment you'll find on that same website, and we'll schedule some time to talk together and figure out how I can help you best. Until then, I hope you climb some beautiful mountains of your own choosing and turn the big challenges into molehills. Get stronger and go farther, and I'll help you do it. We'll talk again soon.